Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. I draw your attention this morning to our text, the verse 28. Then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Simeon, receiving Christ. That's our subject this morning. Simeon taking up Christ. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said. So we've been looking at this old believing, just and devout, spirit-taught and spirit-led man as he comes into the temple. He's a good man. And he's representative of so many in Jerusalem at this time because we saw last week that there was a little band who were taught of God and who were reading the signs in Providence and they knew that Messiah was soon about to come to his temple. And now the moment has arrived and this spirit-taught man knows who the child of Mary is. He knows. Somehow he knows. And verse 28, our text tells us that three things he does initially. He takes up the child in his arms. That's the first thing he does. And then he blessed God. That's the second thing he does. We see his arms taking up the child. We see his heart blessing God. And now we listen to his mouth. And he said, and he prays. And the prayer is in the verses that follow. So he takes up this child in his arms. Uh, and the Holy Spirit has been very careful to tell us about this man, Simeon. He's been very careful to tell us that he's godly, that he's devout, that he's sincere, that he's a believer, that he's taught of the Holy Spirit, that he's filled with the Holy Spirit, and that he's a prophet. The Holy Spirit has been very careful to tell us that so that whenever we hear this man's words, and whenever we see him holding the child, and whenever we hear him talking about the child, we know he's telling the truth. But not only has the Holy Spirit been very careful to tell us about Simeon, the Holy Spirit has also been very careful to tell us about the child that he holds in his arms. Because, you know, we've read Luke chapter 1, and the start of Luke chapter 2, and we already know about this child in his arms. So it's not taking us by surprise, our text this morning. You remember how that the, the, the mother was told she would conceive in her womb in Luke chapter 1, verses 31 and following. She'd bring forth a son. His name was to be called Jesus. He'll be great. He'll be a great child. He's a son of the highest. The Lord God will give unto him the throne of his father, David. He's a child that's going to reign. And he's going to reign over the house of Jacob. And his kingdom will last forever and ever. So we already know about the child in his arms. Remember how the, the angel said that he's that holy thing that will be born of you, Mary. And he's the son of God. We know about the child. You remember how Elizabeth said, Whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord, he's Elizabeth's Lord, 
the one that Simeon holds is Elizabeth's Lord. We already know about the child. Simeon knows this too. Remember how the angels sing and the shepherds heard it and the shepherds spread it abroad everywhere they went. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ, Messiah, the Lord. He's the Lord. He's my Lord. He's a Savior. He's the Son of God. He's the King. He is the chief among all. So we already know about the chat. And Simeon knows all of this as well. Luke wants us to tie the strings together. What we know, Simeon knows. And that's why he takes this child up with confidence and embraces him in his arms, and he blesses God. He's filled with joy unspeakable and sincere and deep gratitude, and his heart is open to us, and he speaks, and his mouth says, Mine eyes have seen thy salvation. And so he is filled with joy and faith. It's a highly charged scene. Very emotive. I mean, it's very, very emotive to hold a baby, a child at any time, not long born. But this is highly emotive. This is the Christ child. This is no ordinary child. And so we see this old man the, the arms here speak of the angle-folded arms. He, he receives, that's how the verb is often usually translated. He took up, he received from the parent, either Mary or Joseph, he received from them the child into his arms, his folded arms, and he embraces the child and he brings the child, this old man holding a baby, his heart. And he looks into the eyes and the face of Jesus Christ and he says, Now, Lord, I'm ready to go, for mine eyes have looked upon thy salvation. I see him. And so he holds the child in his arms. We don't read often of the arms of a man in the New Testament. Usually the arm in the singular is identified with God, God's arm. But on those occasions when we do read in the New Testament of a man's arms, those arms are always holding a child. Always. The two other occasions are the cases where Jesus Christ held children. And we read of them in Mark's Gospel. He took a child, Mark chapter 9, verse 36. He took a child, set him in the midst of them, and when he had taken him in his arms, just a little child he's taken, and he's taken him in his arms. The same expression. Jesus took him in his arms, just like Simeon did. Jesus held a child just like he was held by Simeon. And did not Jesus think of that? As he held that child in his arms, did he not think of the time whenever Simeon held him in his arms? I think he did. Because the next verse he says, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name 
receiveth me. He's thinking about the receiving of him. And so he's going back to Simeon. As he receives that child, whosoever receiveth the child receives me. It's in his mind, I have no doubt about it. Verbs, the arms. And then he took, on another occasion, he took them up in his arms, and they were a wee bit bigger on this occasion, those children, but he took them up in his arms and put his hands upon them and blessed them. Jesus must have recalled the temple incident. And he talks about receiving me. And the thought is upon his heart, receiving me. And that's what we want to think about today. Simeon is the picture of that, receiving Christ. And that's what I want to think about, this matter of receiving, taking up Christ. That's what we all have to do. We have to take up Christ. We have to receive him. And so I want to think about that. What, what Simeon does is what every Jew ought to do. Simeon is representative of Israel. He is representative of what Israel ought to do. He is representative of what every sinner ought to do. So surely here is a picture, a picture of the warm embrace of faith, receiving and embracing Jesus Christ. He took him up in his arms. That's a picture of trust, of love and confidence in that child. Simeon is a picture for us to consider this morning. Remember how John told us, he says concerning Jesus, he came on to his own. His own received him not. But Simeon did. He received them. He took them up. The verb receive. He took them up. Received them in his arms. So it generally was the case that he wasn't received. He generally wasn't welcomed. He wasn't embraced generally. You know how the Jews that took him, they crucified him. And so in the end, he's despised and rejected of men. His sonship and his salvation is rejected. It's rejected and is despised. It's not believed in. He's no saviour. He's not the son of God and he's not embraced and he's rejected. But Simeon's an exception. He came on to his own and Simeon's an exception. He received him. And as many as received him, to them was given the power to become the sons of God. So Simeon's a son of God. He's born again. He's saved. He embraces the Christ child, and he sees in that Christ child God's salvation. And that's what I want to think about this morning, this scene of Simeon receiving Christ. And I want just to make several points of teaching and instruction and of application, that I pray God will make a blessing to your heart. Simeon, receiving Christ. First of all, just like Simeon, we all need God's salvation. We all need God's salvation. What does it say here 
in verse 30, mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Simeon knows he needs it. He's just and devout, but that doesn't save him. That doesn't save him. He doesn't say, I'm just and devout. That's my salvation. He doesn't say that. He says, I've seen thy salvation. It's an objective thing. It's something outside of him. It's something that he sees. It's not something that he's done to himself. It's something that he sees. I've seen it, Lord. And he's speaking about the child. He set his eyes on Jesus. He knows the name. You'll call his name Jesus because he'll save. He'll save. He's the Savior. He's the salvation. He knows his name. And so he is not saved by being just and devout. Being just and devout doesn't deal with Simeon's past sin. Being just and devout doesn't deal with any remaining sin that he has in his sinful heart. It doesn't. Being just and devout is not enough to be right with God. Being just and devout doesn't deal with the remaining depravity of a fallen nature and all the offenses that have been committed against a holy God. Only salvation, only God's grace can deal with those issues. And Simeon knows that. And he's not trusting on his works. And he's not coming and saying, I'm a good man. I'm a just and devout man. I'm here every day in the temple. I'm all right with you, God. No, he holds the child. He embraces the child. He says, this, this is your salvation and it's my salvation. This is my salvation. Simeon knows he needs salvation. And we need to know it too, men and women. That's the thing. You need salvation. I don't care how just you are and how devout you may be. I don't care what your family links are and who you're descended from or whether you're in the, in the house of God every week or every day. doesn't matter. You need salvation. You need to be saved. Your sin needs to be washed away. And so that's the first thing, just like Simeon. We all need God's salvation. God's salvation. Simeon knows this as he takes that child, and we, we need to know it too. But the second thing is, like Simeon, we need to believe that Christ is that salvation. We need to believe that. You see, Simeon believes that. He didn't speak these things until he got that child in his arms, until he looked into his sweet face and saw deep into his eyes and deep into his loving heart and soul. And then he said, Mine eyes have seen thy salvation. And he's looking into the eyes, his eyes into the eyes of Jesus Christ. And he's seen God's salvation in Jesus Christ. He believes that all his salvation is in that child. Just 40 days old, the Christ child, just 40 days old, just a little baby. And Simeon sees that all his salvation is in that child. The Christ child. He believes that. 
He is assured of that. He knows that in his soul. And so that comes first. You see, men and women, you can't take up by faith Christ as a Savior unless you believe he is a Savior. How can you have his salvation if you don't know he is the Savior? If you just think he's just a little baby like any other babies, if you just think he's a man like any other man, you can't be saved. You must have the conviction he is the Christ. He is God's salvation. He believes this. Simeon believes this. He had been told, no doubt, the story by the shepherds who heard the angels announce and the praise that followed. Unto you is born this day, just 40 days previous to this. Simeon, I believe, has heard the story. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. He's born a Savior. Christ, the mere man, Christ the Lord. Do you see it? Simeon sees it. He is a Savior. He is Messiah. He is the Lord. The Lord. Do you see that? Do you see, whenever you hear about Jesus Christ, do you know that neither is there salvation in any other. No other. I'm holding him. I've seen your salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other. No other. There's no other Savior. He doesn't hold a whole pile of things, trusting a whole pile of things, and hopefully one of them will work out. No, he holds one Savior, the only Savior, Jesus Christ, only 40 days old in his humanity at this time, but he is the Lord, the Savior. Do you see it? Do you see that he is Jesus, Savior, the one who saves his people from their sins? He grew up in life and he said, I am the way. I am the way. No man comes unto the Father but by me. You remember how Paul, many years later, Paul, the apostle Paul, had the same faith as Simeon, and he said, no other foundation, no other foundation can be laid than that which is laid. Jesus the Christ a Savior, the only Savior. What did John say? This is a record. God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son, in his Son alone. So that's the second thing. Simeon knows he needs God's salvation. Simeon knows that Christ alone is that salvation? And then the third thing that every sinner needs to do is what Simeon does. 
in saving faith. He takes him up. He receives him. He rests in him. He confesses over him. His trust is in him. And what a joy he has to hold him. What a privilege. He has received Christ. He has taken up Christ. He hasn't taken up religion. He hasn't taken up a new leaf. He hasn't taken up this and that and the other. He's a man possessed and possessing one thing only, Jesus Christ. Are you a Simeon? You need to be a Simeon. And this is a picture right at the start of Christ's mission that he came to save and he needs to be embraced. He needs to be received. And as I say, when he talks about receiving me, he has in his arms a child. And he's bringing us back to the picture of Simeon receiving Christ the child. You need to receive me. You need to embrace me. Of course, this is a very personal thing, isn't it? It's a very individual thing. Simeon, eyes personally look upon Christ. And Simeon's arms personally receive Christ. And I have to say, men and women, Simeon's eyes and Simeon's arms are no good to you. They're no good to you. You have to use your own eyes. And you have to use your own arms. And with the same faith and the same devotion and the same love and the same joy and the same confidence, you have to receive the Christ child and take him up. It's a very personal and a very individual thing. Salvation. John talks about those who didn't receive Christ, as I said. He came on his own and his own didn't receive him. But there were some who did receive him. And it says, as many as received him. To them give he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, because receiving him and believing on him are the same things. And such men are not ordinary men. They're born-again men, because John goes on to say, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. How is it known if a man is born again or not? It's known in this, that he becomes a Simeon, and he takes up and embraces Jesus Christ. That's the evidence of the new birth. As many as received him, they're born again, men and women. Are you born again? Are you taking hold of Christ? Have you got the arms of the new birth, of the new life that takes hold of Christ and the faith and the trust and the love and the joy and the devotion in your heart for Jesus Christ? Are you born again? This embracing Christ is the evidence 
of sonship. For as many as received him, they're the sons of God. And so you need to do this. It's not enough to believe he is the Savior. Oh, everybody believes that, don't they? This time of the year, don't they all? Well, supposedly they believe that. But how many are embracing him? They're embracing the drink. They're embracing the party and the pleasure. How many are embracing him? Him. And so you need to make him yours. You need to take him and take hold of him. Lay hold, the Bible says, on eternal life. And the next thing that we must draw forth from this text is this, that even the very elderly can take up Christ. I have endeavored to show you that Simeon is an old man. He's possibly even older than Anna. And if tradition is right, he's a very, very old man. And nobody lives as old as this now. But he is an elderly man. And this is a fitting picture that the Lord would give to us. Because it goes to show that you're never too old to hold Christ. You're never too old to embrace Christ. You can never be too old to receive him. I don't think any of us are as old as Simeon. I don't think any of us will even get anywhere near his age. He's been supernaturally kept alive till he holds his Christ. But he's very old. He's very old. And no matter how old you are, sinner, you can take Christ. You can embrace Christ. Why do you think the Lord had ordained that an old man should hold him? The old can have Christ. It's not too late. Christ has come in time. He's come in time for this old man. And yes, you may be old. And you may have been long in sin. But you're welcome as old Simeon to take up Christ. No one objects to an old man taking up Jesus. Mary isn't hesitant. Joseph's not hesitant. This old man, he must look ancient, but he comes in and they don't object to him taking in his arm. He's, he's welcome to take him. Do you not see the Holy Spirit would tell you, no matter how old, you can still take him. You can take him. It's never too late to embrace Christ. You know, the devil batters old sinners and tells them it's too late. No, it's a lie. See here, Simeon, he's a savior for the elderly as well as for the young. And so take him. Take him. Doesn't matter about your age. Doesn't matter. The devil says it matters, but it doesn't matter to Jesus. Take him up. So it's not too late. And the next thing is this, this receiving of Christ. You need to do it before you die. It's not too late while you live. 
and while you have breath. But it's too late if the breath goes and you haven't done it. You haven't embraced it. You haven't taken him up. You can't die without having embraced Christ. You dare not die without having received and taken up Jesus Christ. It's only the man who has seen Christ, it's only the man who has embraced Christ that can depart in peace, that can die in peace. He holds the child and he says, Lord, now, now I can die in peace. I've seen your salvation. I can go now. Now dismiss me, Lord. The nunc dimittis. Dismiss me now, Lord. I can go. I can go. I have your Christ. I'm ready. I can go in peace. I can go without fear. I can go without terror. I have your Christ. You can't die in peace without Christ. And don't die without him. Don't die unless you have him in your arms. Don't die unless you're embracing him and trusting him and resting in him for all your salvation. Don't die without Christ, sinner. Oh, it's the greatest folly to die without Jesus Christ. If you haven't got Christ, you cannot pray. Now, dismiss me, Lord. So don't leave it too late. It's foolishness to die without the forgiveness of sins through Christ. For through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, no one else. It's foolishness to die without being reconciled to God. And he is our peace who alone reconciles us to the Father. You need to hold up the certificate of reconciliation. You need to have ownership of Jesus. Is he in your heart? Is he in your embrace? Are you trusting him? Will you not take him up? Will you not receive him with the arms of faith? He's brought to you in the gospel. I'm bringing him to you this morning in the gospel. Just like Joseph and Mary brought him into the temple, he's being brought in. And Christ is being brought to you in the gospel. He's been brought to you in the house. He's been brought to you in the cradle, in the cradle of his word. He's being brought to you. Will you not take him up? Will you not receive him? Will you not take him up and receive him as he's brought to you? The word is like Mary's arms. The Bible's like Mary's arms presenting to you Jesus Christ. Will you not take him up and receive him? And the church, the church is like a mother. We're like a mother. And sometimes the church is compared to a mother in the Bible. And we're like a mother. And we're bringing to you the Christ child to take him up. Will you not take him up? In your arms. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Look unto me, he says. The Christ child says, look unto me, all the ends of the earth, for I am God. Look unto me and be ye saved. 
God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, whosoever taketh him up, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And then lastly and very quickly, receiving Christ will cause you to bless God. Then took he him up in his arms and blessed God. Oh, he's filled with joy. He's filled with gladness. He's filled with joy unspeakable. He has delight in his soul. He's so blessed. Have you received Christ? Have you taken him up? I'll tell you, you'll have a blessed heart. You'll have a gratitude, a grateful heart. You'll have a thankful heart. You'll be filled with joy unspeakable. You'll have a glory. You'll have a delight. I'm saved. I'm right with God. My sins are forgiven. I'm holding the Christ. He's mine. He's mine. I belong to him and he's mine. And I'll bless God. If you receive him, you'll bless God. And so there's just a wee picture here of what it is, salvation, and receiving Jesus Christ. Let us pray then. Lord, bless the word. Bless the word to thy people. Oh, but especially, Lord, to the unconverted. May it open their eyes. Give them arms of faith. And may sinners, by the power of the Spirit, take hold of thy Son, Jesus Christ, as he's offered in the gospel, for his name's sake and his glory. Amen.